Okay, we're on tax season and we are experiencing lower tax refunds this year. So the question I have for our listeners today is this. Would you rather get a tax refund of $2,000 after you file or would you rather owe the government $200 when you file? I'll tell you which one I would rather have and we'll find out which one Tony would rather have when we come back. This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell, owner of The Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is Tony Shore. Tony, I asked a question to start the show. We're going to be talking about taxes today. In fact, we're not going to talk specifically about tax strategy. We're going to talk about these lower tax refunds that people are seemingly getting this 2019, early 2019, based on their 2018 taxes. So before we tackle this issue, I want to find out which of those scenarios you would rather have. Would you rather get $2,000 on a tax refund? Or would you rather pay the government 200 when you file your taxes? Well, I think I know where you're going with this and which one. Just answer the question. Which one you're going to say, but personally, uh, and this is probably contrarian to the point you're trying to make, but I want the $2,000 tax refund. I'd rather get a $2,000 tax refund then owe the government $200 at tax time. That's a typical response for everybody. And I'm not right. calling you a typical guy, but <laughs> in this case, you would be. <laughs> in many ways, but in many ways not. Yes. But same with me. Like, I, I, would, I would rather get a check for 2000 and have to write a check for 2000 But you know me and you got it. You figured me out. It's, it's no, I can't pull the wool over your eyes on this one. But in reality, I would rather pay $200 when I file my taxes, then get a $2,000 check. Because, you know, I've been helping. I don't do taxes. In fact, this might be an excellent time to have one of my kids come on and tell us a little disclaimer about how I am not a tax professional. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is informational purposes only and is not in, intended to provide tax or accounting advice. Wow, I love that, Dan. Uh, I love how you, you got the kids involved here telling us why. Okay, so I get the point that was made there. Uh, you're not a CPA, so you're not going to personally do tax returns and offer specific tax advice, but you are a financial planner, a fiduciary, a financial advisor, and you can look at the big picture and you do work alongside CPAs to help your clients, correct? That's right. And I do incorporate tax planning into my practice and we involve the tax professionals if needed. Sure. So I, I do and I approach it from, again, a holistic perspective. And so recently, you know, now that people are filing the taxes, they're coming to me asking me, hey, your company sent me this uh, this form here. I don't understand the capital gains and losses section. Can you help me? And I just explain it to them so that they when they go to their CPA, they're not you know completely ignorant about it, which is great. But while I'm talking to people and they're figuring things out and while I'm reading online, there's a lot of people that are suggesting they're getting lower refunds. 
meaning they're getting back less than they did in the previous years. And I wanted to find out why this isn't explore it. But back to the original point, I would rather pay $200. And here's why. Because when you look at your taxes and when you file it and when you sign it, that 1040, you sign it on it. If you just read what it says, it'll say, this is the amount you underpaid. Here's what you owe. And then on the or it says, here's the amount you overpaid and this is your refund. So it says it right there in black and white that because you're getting a refund means you overpaid the government. And I don't know about you, Tony, but I don't like to overpay for anything, much no. less the government. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'll, I'll get back into that a little bit, but I first want to just talk about what's happening here. So for the first time ever, people are submitting their tax returns under the, the new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which went into effect of 2018. So this is the first time people are filing taxes based on the Trump Tax Cuts and Job Act. And so what happened is because of that um, Jobs Act and Tax Cuts Act, the IRS and the Treasury adjusted the tax withholding tables. And the tax withholding tables really factor into the amount of income taxes that are withheld from your paycheck. So what's been happening is people are getting more money in their paycheck because they are withholding less throughout the year. And so they see they may not see less come out of their paycheck because it's small amounts. But over time, when you add those little small amounts for each paycheck, it la it adds up to a larger amount. So they're getting more money throughout the year. And then when they go to file like they normally do, they paid less to the government throughout the year. So that's why they're getting less back or finding out they actually owe money. Do you follow what I'm saying? Right. Yep, I do. I do. So. There have been some other changes, too. So so those tax withholding tables adjusted. And that is what the employer says are. This is how much we have to withhold. And they adjusted. The employers adjusted. So the question is, did the employee adjust? And most likely not. You know, you could change. You can adjust what is withheld from your paycheck. You're allowed to do that. And people just this is the first time they're going to see it. So maybe they'll adjust next next year. There are some other changes that happen in addition to the, the tables. And that's um, there's higher standard deduction now. It doubled almost really 12,000 for single people and 24,000 for married couples. Wow. So in my case, you know, our standard deduction went from 12,000 to 24,000. But what happened is and also what went up was the child tax credit. It went from uh, 1,000 to 2,000. So I get 2,000 off for each of my kids. So I'm thinking maybe we should have another kid. Right. 2,000 bucks. That's not bad. We did a whole show on that, Tony, how much a kid costs yeah. to raise, right? Oh, and it was a nightmare. So should we take like 2,000 times? Should we take 40,000 off because you get a tax credit? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Still doesn't make financial no. sense. <laughs> no, no, it's, it doesn't. I wish it worked that way or felt that way, but it doesn't. So I'm excited because I get more money back because I have kids. But at the same time, I lose the um, personal exemptions that we used to get. That was like four grand each. So I'm losing money here. So there's some changes that happened. And because the employers had to change their withholding tables based on the IRS new rules, and because people have been getting more money in their paychecks, and because of some of these other changes, it actually might mean a smaller refund. 
now that people are filing. And I think people are getting confused by it. And they're starting to say, wait a sec, this Trump, this is funny money. I don't like it. You know, I don't like this business. Um, but it comes back to the original question, which do you prefer? Some people like to get a big refund check. They, it's like found money to them. You know, here we go. Let's now I can go on my vacation. And I have clients that do that. They, they get their refund check and they say, oh, we're going on a cruise and that's okay. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just different. It's different the way I am. And I would rather pay nothing. In fact, I would rather, I don't pay, I would rather pay a big chunk, meaning I'm glad I'm paying taxes. That means I have income. But also, the closer I can get to zero, the better I am, the better off I am. Yeah. And the and the big reason why is because basically when you're getting a refund, that means you gave money to the government that was yours and you loaned it to the government for free. Right. Interest-free loan. But in my defense, here's here's my problem. If I had, my wife and I have talked about this, we love getting those chunky returns because then we use it for a big project that we have. You know what I mean? Do we need to get a new car or, you know, the furnace or buy a new appliance? So, boom, we've got this chunk of money coming in so we can allot it for something that, you know, isn't a day-to-day expense, but a big expense that is coming along that we know we're going to need. Well, so in that way, it helps us because had we held on to that money and not paid it to the government, we probably would have spent it rather than saved it. I realize that brings up another problem, but it's kind of a way <laughs> to have money that we can't touch. Do you, do you think this is a cathartic conversation? You feel like you're getting something off your chest here because you totally are stepping right into a trap and you know it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, as you're saying. I know. Oh, I <laughs> but know. But the great part is, Tony, you're not alone. This is the tip. And I'm not, I don't mean typical. Like, I'm oh, sacrificing you're typical. myself on the altar of the Dolphin <laughs> Financial Radio Show. Because right. it's I'm, good I'm going to rip you apart. Or, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not going to pick on you too bad. Well, we'll see. Let, let, think well, about this. Deserved. though. I understand. Think, think about what you're saying is I would rather give the government my money to hold on to it for me. So that big project, cause I don't have the capability to do so myself. I don't have the discipline or the budgeting prowess to put money aside for my own project. Yep. I need the and government to do it for me. I think 80% of the people out there are the same way. So <laughs> we can't all be Dan Wendell's, you know? <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. Then we'd all be saying, let's, let's do a flat tax or let's eliminate taxes. It's right. theft. Right. 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 I get it. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. But, but you're right. No, this is a prime example of what happens is people get used to having the refund. And the, but the problem is you see it. So you you understand what's happening. Right. right? And I you kind it. of joke at it. And it's not the end. It's there's worse things to do with your life. Right. Than get upset about this. But a lot of people do it and they don't realize what's really happening. Like they're not they're thinking, oh, that's great. The government's giving me money. Well, it's you know, it's really your money that you've given to yeah, them. They're giving it to you back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But let's let's take this a step further and and we'll talk about the typical scenario like you just described. Um, if you're a typical American, you also have some debt. Let's let's yep. as- assume you have some credit card debt. Yep. And let's say instead of getting a two thousand dollar refund, you 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 owed nothing and you got nothing back, which is what I would prefer. But now um, let's say you get the $2,000 refund and you're excited about it. Here's why you shouldn't be, because you have $2,000 of credit card debt, 
right? And you're paying 9% interest on that credit card debt. Ouch. Let's just assume that, right? Right. And now, is 9% unreasonable to pay on a credit card? No. No, it's not. I, I see people with 15, 20% yep. interest rate, right? So let's just be conservative and say you're paying 9% on that credit card. So of that $2,000 over the course of the year, you've basically paid $180 of interest to the credit card company uh, because you're, the credit card company is loaning you money, right? They've loaned you $2,000. You bought something with it and you didn't pay them back. And they'll gladly charge you 9% interest. Now, at the same time you're doing that and paying the credit card company interest, you've loaned the government money, $2,000, and they've given you no interest. So you basically are caught in the middle between the government and your credit card company, and you're getting screwed, for lack of a better word. So my thought is, rather than take the $2,000 lump sum at the end, why not take the $2,000 spread out over your paychecks and use that money toward a monthly pay down of the credit card debt. Not only do you save yourself the 180, well, you won't save the full 180, but you'll save at least over $100 there. And you'll end up at the end of the year without the credit card debt. Because like you said, Tony, you get a check for $2,000. You've got your eyes on that project, the kitchen something, the car something rather than let's pay off this credit card debt because you darn well know that if you got a check from the government for 2000 it's a whole lot easier to spend it on something that you deserve because you you know good i got a check i'm going to spend it it's found money and i'm going to buy that new flat screen whatever instead of saying you know here's that $2000 credit card let's just put it toward that yeah yeah good point yep you know and and then on top of that people typically have more than 2000 credit card, right? They might have 4,000 and they only get a check back from the government for 2000. Like, ah, even if I put this toward the credit card, it's still there. So I'm not even bother. You know, that's, it sounds ridiculous, but this is the, it's just the philosophy that people have, just the way people think about money. And I'm, tr I'm just trying to correct it and, and just enlighten people a little bit to think about it in a different way, because I think that getting a refund check has the wrong connotation in our society. I don't think it's a good thing. In other words, no, no, I, I agree, and it, I think it all comes down to self-discipline. Uh, what you're saying is only true, though, if people are disciplined to utilize that money that they save or save their money without paying to the government and utilize that in a correct way. That's true, and but so just like the 401ks, you know, you, you, you put the money aside earlier in your career take that percentage of your salary because you just won't miss it. Right. You don't get it, so you don't miss it. True. You could do the same. Yep. Yep. So you can actually adjust, and these tables, these IRS tables for taxes that the employees use are intended to work alongside the form W-4 that employees fill out. And that's that's the, the form that says how many deductions uh, do you, uh, withholdings, I'm sorry, how many withholdings do you want to take? And, you know, you can change that and, It'll change based on whether or not your spouse works, whether you have children, there's other factors. But what you do is you can look at your W-4 and say, I'm going to adjust it and withhold less money or more money so that it winds up being a zero sum game at the end and I'm not getting the refund check. And what will happen is if you've been typically getting a refund and now you're getting more money in your paycheck, 
that's a good thing. You just have to be willing to use that money and budget it. But you're right. People don't, if you get a $20 a week increase in your paycheck, you don't really think so much about it, right? It's like, eh, you know, what is that going to buy me? Um, but if you think about it, you get $20 a week paycheck, that's $40 a month, right? And that's 12 months, that's $480, $500, right? And now all of a sudden you get a $500 check. It's a different story and it shouldn't be, but that's just the way we are. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's an interesting concept and a lot of people out there just blindly uh, love getting that return and they rely, the problem is they rely on it now that there's some tax changes. Uh, it's lower. And we can talk a little bit more about this, uh, but we do have to take a quick break here. Dan, is there anything you want to add for our listeners before the break? Yeah, I'm gonna, when we get back, I want to talk more specifically about what uh, you should be doing, even those who are retirees. This is going to impact them too, believe it or not. So when we get back, I want to talk about some penalties that you might face if you are actually not doing the right things with your taxes and what you can do to prevent it in the future. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Peter, and you are listening to my dad talk about financial stuff. Radio is cool, but if you're like me, you would rather watch videos. Did you know my dad has a YouTube channel? Go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube to watch some cool videos. This is Peter signing out with a Dolphin Noise. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio with our amazing host, Dan Wendell, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Dan, great show, uh, talking about tax returns. Uh, do you want them? Do you need it? And why is it lower? Now, you said regarding taxes and paying in the right amount, there are penalties or fees or something that we need to be worried about. What's that about? Right. Believe it or not, there's a penalty rate for underpayment of estimated taxes. So uh, it's basically interest for not an interest charge for not paying taxes throughout the year. And it's about 4% or something like that. I can't remember what it exactly is. But bottom line is, if, if you're not paying enough to the government, they'll charge you a penalty. <laughs> but if you pay too much, they don't give you any interest. It's kind of funny, isn't it? So that's another reason to try and get as close to zero as possible. But what, um, what you do is um, normally you, you pay, if you pay at least 90% of the, the taxes that you paid the previous year, you avoid the penalty. So, you know, people just say, I'm just going to pay exactly what I paid last year, estimated taxes. Now this, you know, not everyone realizes that they're paying taxes throughout the year, like I said, because it comes out of their paycheck. But for self-employed people or people that don't have an employer that does their payroll, they have to pay uh, quarterly taxes just to keep up. You know, I, as a self-employed person, I can't, I can't go throughout the year and not pay taxes. I have to pay every quarter. And if I don't, I get penalized. Uh, you know, people don't realize that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so they lowered it, the IRS for this year, because they realize people, you know, aren't going to be familiar with the new tax law. So they, they say now you only have to pay 85% uh, of what you owe. But still, people will be facing that music now. So let's talk a little bit more about this W-4 thing, because people don't realize that they can adjust what is withheld from their paycheck yeah. for the purposes of taxes. And and that's really where the confusion lies is it, you usually you fill it out when you first get employed. You know, I remember my niece got a new job here in Florida and she's like, what is this? She handed me the W-4. She's like, what do I put? You know, and she didn't, <clears throat> 
She didn't know what even the implications of it were. And then when I explained, this is going to determine how much taxes with, are withheld. She immediately defaulted to what is very common sense, which is, I don't want anything withheld. You know, I don't want to pay taxes, nope. right? I don't want to pay taxes. Okay, so let's put a, you know, let's put nothing, you know. So, um, and then the tax bill comes later and say, well, why am I, why do I owe? Well, it's because you didn't withhold anything. You know, why am I penalized? So, um, this is especially true for people that have side gigs, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm going to, if I got some, the, the yeah. side hustle, right? And they don't withhold taxes for that. And then it's like, well, now I owe it. So you can actually withhold more from your regular job to offset some of the withholdings from your side gig, you know? Um, itemization, people, I, I think there's going to be less and less people that actually itemize their taxes. We talked about this in a tax show previously, but um, because the standard deduction is doubled, basically, mm -hmm. um, people aren't going to be itemizing anymore. And we talked about how that might impact charitable contributions. I'm hoping it doesn't, but it might. Um, if you have kids, family dependents, that kind of stuff, you're going to want to look at the withholdings because you have to factor in how many, how much you want to withhold based on your family size, based on your income. So especially dual income. And finally, the retirees. Retirees, you know, what do they do, right? They just have their social security check or pension, right? But you can change the amount of taxes withheld from your from your Social Security check, the W four V, or your pension W four P for pension. You know, so you could do that. And I think the bottom line here, there's a couple of things I want to point out. Uh, you, you know, as we wrap up, um, if you're unhappy, like if you if you filed your taxes for 2018, and you're not happy with the amount you're getting back or the amount you're paying. It's time to talk to your tax preparer so you don't repeat that 2019 because the tax codes are what they are. And this first year is going to be a little tricky for some people because it's all new, right? But now you've done it. Now you know. So let's not get surprised again because fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me, right? Let's, so let's, that's the first thing. And the second thing is <clears throat> when you're looking at your tax refund, don't get, don't put too much merit in the actual tax refund to determine whether or not you did well with taxes. Like, is the Trump tax cuts really helping me? Well, I, I'm getting less of a refund, so the answer is no. You can't look at it that way. That's the wrong way to look at paying taxes. Instead of just saying, I got less, Trump stinks, or <laughs> I got more, Trump's great. Yeah. No, that's that's just not how you do it. That's what an you oversimplification. Need to Totally. You're looking at it the wrong way because the dollar amount isn't as important as the actual tax rate. Exactly. So what you what you want to do is compare your tax liability, how much you're paying to your income. So did I save money with the new tax bill? You have to look and say, well, how much taxes did I pay versus how much income did I make? And then you look at last year and say, I made X dollars and I paid this much. Now I, I made even more and I paid less. That's a good thing. So you have to look at what's called the effective tax rate. That's more important than the actual dollar number. But people get caught up on this dollar number and you'll see the sensational media headlines as tax refunds are down. Trump is the devil. I'm not defending Trump or his tax policy. I'm just saying that's an oversimplification. You have to look a little deeper at the effective tax rate. And because tax rates have gone down the tables, the tax, you know, and when 15% is now 12%, right? And the brackets have changed. I feel that people are going to be spending less in taxes this year, 
but they're going to see less refunds because of the way the money is withheld. And so it's going to be confusing and it's going to be tricky and there's going to be headlines in both directions saying this is the greatest thing since sliced bread and this is the worst thing since sliced bread. It's a scam. That's not how you do it. You have to look at your own personal situation and I urge people, take a look at your effective tax rate and if you don't know what that is, talk to the person preparing your taxes and say, what is my effective tax rate? Because that, and I know that TurboTax, I think it's TurboTax, right? That's the online one. That's one with all the ads now. They have free, 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 whatever it is. They have an effective tax rate listed on the bottom, which is excellent. I think that's very helpful. Wow. Yeah, well, super helpful. And I think this is a great topic. Um, are we wrapping up now, or is there something else you wanted to cover? Well, I just have one last question for you, Tony. Sure. When you get your tax return this year, yes. And it's a big chunk of change because you you gave the government your money. Uh-huh. Are you going to think differently now that you've talked to me today? Or are you just going to go and blow it all on pizza buffet? Mm, pizza, Be honest. Pizza <laughs> no, if, if we get a refund this year, which we're not 100%, we're working through that, uh, as you know. But yes, we actually have some uh, bills we're going to pay off, uh, medical bills for the kids, so. It's been, it's a, every year it's always spent if we do get a return. That's the problem. Well, that's the good news about having kids. My uh, tax refunds are spent for the years 2020 <laughs> through 2026. Yes. Already spent. Yes. My kids have already spent them already. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's just, um, that's why I take pictures. Yeah. Here's a picture of your broken arm. Here's a picture of that ice cream party we had. That's so I could show them in five years and say, this is what my tax refund's going to. <laughs> or this is where my tax refund is going to pay off debts from five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, you know, I haven't even done my taxes yet. Well, get them done. Right. April 15th is the deadline. Or you could file an extension. If you're not happy with what happened, uh, give us a call. We'll look at it and we'll give you an opinion. But bottom line is don't get too, you know, don't get too caught up in the amount of your refund. Look at that effective tax rate. And most importantly, start planning for 2019 because the things you do now are really important. And by the way, April 15th, 2019 is the deadline to actually contribute to your retirement for 2018. Don't forget, you could still contribute to your IRA last for last year's IRA this year. That's another thing I wanted to point out. I almost forgot. Yeah. 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 IRAs, that plays a part into the whole, yeah, especially tax-related Tax deferred accounts, uh, you have to keep those in mind as well, don't you? That's right. So because I focus on retirement, I'm going to put that plug in there. Sure. It's not too late to to add to your 2018 there retirement. You Bef- there you go. All right. Yeah, put it in a Roth. <laughs> add to that Roth IRA, right? You no, know, taxes are low, so that's a discussion to have. I, I can't just say blanket, Tony. What are you throwing? Are you throwing advice out there. <laughs> who, 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 what, what are you? Go back, go, back to, go back to getting your refund. All right. <laughs> All right. Great topic. And uh, hopefully uh, making people think out there. It's It made me pause. That's for sure. All right, Dan. And before we go, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, we updated the website, dolphinfinancialgroup.com. So check that out. And also you can just give us a call, 888-508-5935. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, 
head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.